I'm not one to go on about war stories, but I sure had a rough one the other day. And as a result, I was reminded as to why I do this job and why I love it. We're going to have some hard days and we're going to have some fantastic days. But my goal in today's episode is to share with you what things came to my mind, share a bit of my perspective, and why I love what I do. are a firefighter and an EMS professional. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants and you put your life on the line every day for others. Because of that, you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. In every situation we're faced with, as we see a need, we own it and we act. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder of Ignited and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. The Ignited Movement is a brotherhood of firefighters who challenge the status quo through a forum dedicated to self-improvement and accountability. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today from leadership and tactics to how to improve ourselves physically as well as mentally. We aim to civilize the mind but make savage the body. And even though the focus is on the fire service, topics and principles we discuss can be applied by professionals everywhere. That being said, let's light the spark. When the tones go off, you never know what you'll see in the field. I mean, the dispatch system may give you a hint with something like ill person or ALOC, but when you get there, it could be a myriad of different things. You could be met with a person who's got a headache or a person who's having a stroke or a straight up code. You just never know. And this is exactly what happened to me and my crew the other day. It was day two of our 48 hour shift and the tones went off around 2 a.m. for a quote medical alarm. So we get up, we head downstairs, we jump in the truck and we're on our way. And when we get to the residence, we're told that we may have to go in through the garage by using the keypad. Fortunately, this wasn't the case because I went straight to the front door and had tried it to see if it was open and voila, it was. So I opened it and I walked in. And you know when you walk into a house and you get met with a wafting wave of something just putrid? <laughs> yeah. That's what happened to us. There was a light on in the back of the house where the master bedroom was, so we headed in closer to what I refer to now as the source. <laughs> as we walked into the room, there was our patient covered in his own poop, and it was everywhere. I'm telling you, it was all over him, like all over him to the point where I could see less of his skin than the poop that was covering it. There was a pool of it on his bed, and his bed sheets were covered. Not only that, but there was a lake of it on the carpet, and what appeared to be a trail leading to the bathroom, indicating that at least some effort was made to make it in time. But, alas, that didn't happen. So, I tiptoe through the mess and make it bedside to the 80-year-old guy, 
and ask him the typical A&O questions. What's your name? Do you know where you're at? Are you hurt? What year is it? And he responds by telling us that he's not hurt, but that he needed to go to the bathroom, but he didn't make it. And I'm over here thinking, well, no shit. <laughs> Pun intended, right? Anyway, as my crew is standing there in awe of the sheer amount of feces covering everything the eye can see, they start doing what they can to obtain some vitals for me. And keep in mind, we're wearing our P100 masks, which are those big ones with head straps that have huge purple filters due to this COVID thing. Oh, and did I tell you that I wear that mask on every EMS call that I go on? Oh, except this one, of course. On this one, I put on my cloth one, which was a huge mistake because the P100 filters out smell and the cloth obviously does not. So continuing on. After medically evaluating the patient and learning that there wasn't a medical emergency and that the patient didn't want to go to the ER, we went into customer service mode and we started doing what we could to help this gentleman get cleaned up. It was at that point that his phone started going off and we looked to where the source of the ringing was coming from and yup, you guessed it, the phone was right in the middle of Lake Shitikaka, right next to his dentures. And after looking at each other with complete loss for words, I thought we'd better formulate some kind of plan because we wouldn't just leave this man this way. We couldn't do that. So I took the job of taking the phone and the dentures and cleaning them off because this guy really wanted his dentures in right now, by the way. But that wasn't happening until I got those things like the cleanest they'd ever been. So my crewmate started assisting our patient up and off the bed, like peeling him off the bed. So gross. My other medic started mopping up the lake of poop that was covering the carpet. And I'm talking, this was like a six foot diameter pool here. We cleaned and we gagged and we went back to cleaning. Uh, my partner had gotten our patient in the shower and had started getting him cleaned up. And I cleaned the phone and the dentures and scrubbed everything off. And my other medic was doing all he could to clean up the mess on the carpet. So once I had the phone clean, I started, or I called the number back that uh, had called during this whole thing. And it turned out to be his daughter who lived close by. So I told her what had happened and I recruited her to come over to help get her father cleaned up. She was there in about uh, just a matter of minutes, like five or 10 minutes and helped us get him back to good. I'd cleaned up his dentures and disinfected them and he was able to put them in and speak more clearly to us. We learned a little more to the story. Uh, turns out he had drunk a bottle of milk of magnesia and then decided to go to bed. Not the best decision. Well, his bowels started evacuating while he was in bed sleeping. And as he tried to get up, waking up in the middle of all this and tried to make it to the bathroom, he slipped in his mess and fell, knocking the dentures from his mouth. And he'd activated the pendant that was around his neck, like the life alert pendant. And that's what alerted dispatch to tone us out. It was a total mess. We spent about 90 minutes cleaning this guy up. And as we left, we sprayed off our boots. We disinfected basically our whole bodies and we climbed back into the truck to head back to the station. As we rode back, we laughed, we recounted what we had just done and we laughed some more. Not once were we angry or upset that we had just done what we did. And I'm sure the reason was that we all adopted the mindset of 
If it were me, I'd want help too. When we interview for this job, we're sometimes presented with hypothetical situations and asked what we do in those situations. This was our chance to prove our answers. And boy, did we. After we got back to the station and we showered, we still had some time to go back to sleep before shift change. And when we woke up, we took our gear off the truck. We sat at our table. We gave the oncoming crew a report of what they needed to know. We didn't recount this whole story. I mean, maybe a little bit, but nothing like the detail that I told you. Then it was time to head home. And on my way home, I reflected on the shift and that call in particular. It was one of the most disgusting calls that I'd ever been on, but my crew handled it like champs. So much so that I felt moved to send them a message and express just how much I appreciated them and was grateful for them and their effort as well as their attitudes. I'm grateful that I get to do this job and it's not always glamorous. In fact, it rarely is glamorous, but it's incredibly rewarding because in all aspects of this job, I am in the service of my brothers and sisters. Gratitude seems like a small thing, but when we in the fire service are met with the grossest and ugliest side of society, gratitude for the ability, privilege, and responsibility to serve is a huge thing. When we respond to people's emergencies, they are 99% of the time super grateful for what we've done to help them, even if it's us telling an elderly woman that we did all that we could to save her husband, but we just couldn't. She still says thank you. And with that being said, I'd like to share four simple ways to take a more active approach to expressing gratitude. Number one, thank the people who help you. When someone helps us out, we naturally feel the sense of gratitude that comes with that help. But do we actively express that to the one who's helping us? Granted, you might not always be in a situation where you can take the time to genuinely express that attitude or that, that gratitude in the moment, but there's nothing wrong with bringing it up later or writing a personal note to that individual. After the end of every shift, I take about five to 10 minutes in the early morning hours of my off going day to reflect on things and pick out those moments where I was grateful for someone who helped me or made the shift better. I'll send a quick text, an email maybe, or sometimes a handwritten personal note expressing why what they did stood out to me. I want people to know that their efforts aren't going unnoticed. And think about it. When was the last time you got a positive call out? Wouldn't it be nice to tie your name to positive gratitude rather than negative neediness or ridicule? Number two, start your day with intentional gratitude. I'd mentioned that when I come off duty, I sit in the quiet for five to 10 minutes and just ruminate on instances where I felt grateful. It sets the tone for my time off and it helps me to mentally tie a bow on that shift and set it aside or put it behind me so that when I go home, I'm ready to be home and present with my family and the ones that I love. As you know, I'm an advocate for writing things down. So I'd advise you to get a journal and designate it just for this. Afford yourself the time and respite of relaxing and working out situations in your mind where you shift your mental state to one of gratitude. Again, it will set the tone for your day and as you put the radar up for being grateful, good things will come your way. And the bad things, they won't seem so bad after all. 
Number three, surround yourself with grateful people. Your mentality and attitude is the average of the five people you hang around the most. We tend to create our own echo chambers in this because it's comfortable, but with that comfort comes complacency. So branch out. Choose to be around people who may challenge your way of thinking. Have discussions that matter. Have debates, but keep it healthy. Who wants to be on a crew where all they do is bitch and whine about how bad things are going rather than finding positive solutions to lingering problems? If you've been a part of an organization for 20 plus years and are sitting at the table whining about how bad things are, then guess what? You're part of the problem. You don't really have that right to whine if you sat around and done absolutely nothing, nothing of contribution. You spent your time in the bleachers and not in the arena. Don't let the bucket of crabs pull you down. Choose to put yourself among those who would take positive action and have no qualms about openly expressing gratitude. Number four, put yourself in someone else's shoes. As we become complacent in our echo chambers and sink into our mentalities, we tend to forget that life doesn't work that way for everyone else. We leave our nice suburban houses or luxury downtown apartments, and when we get to work, we go into homes that might not have air conditioning, they might not have carpet, they might not even have front doors that work. Let those instances be somewhat of a trigger for gratitude in your own life, and let that gratitude affect how you treat those people you serve who may be living in a less than ideal situation. Understand their perspective and be the one who's there operating with a grateful heart. I know each of you working in the field have run some disgusting calls and it can be difficult at times to keep perspective as to why you do what you do. But I know from experience that as you keep active in your efforts, the dark days and dim attitudes can and will subside. Focus on the good things, have a laugh, and let the guys you work with know that you're grateful for them, that you appreciate them. As you know, habits aren't formed overnight and it's going to take effort and practice, but anything worth doing does. I hope my story was at the very least entertaining for you all, but I really hope you got something out of it. I'd like to take this time to express my gratitude to all of you for listening to the show and sharing it with those who are important to you. It really means a lot to me and it keeps me motivated knowing that you find value in what I'm putting out there. Also, if you want to go back and listen to episode 48, you'll hear me share the health benefits of gratitude. It may give you some additional insight as to why it's in your best interest to be consciously grateful. And one quick announcement, there's a flash sale on remaining hats in the Ignited online shop. All hats are $5 off. They're great quality. I work with a local company here in Arizona that puts out some amazing products. I'll put a link to their website in the show notes because they really have some kick-ass hats. I wear mine a lot and I even go to the gym and get it all sweaty. And one thing I really like about these hats is that they don't get destroyed when you wash them. So click the link in the show notes or visit www.ignitedff.com backslash shop to order yours before they're out of stock. Remember, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at IgnitedFF. And one way you can become more directly involved is to join the Ignited Firefighter Podcast Facebook group. This is where we as firefighters and EMS professionals can come together and dive deeper into the topics discussed on the show. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, if you see a need, 
own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited.